Boozehound Entertainment proudly presents Sounds on Vinyl, the show that celebrates collecting and listening to vinyl. And now, here are your hosts, Mike, Phil, and Soren. Hey, hey, welcome to the Sounds on Vinyl show. My name, as always, is Phil Boyer, and with me is not only Mr. Mike Svensson, the Viking extraordinaire, but we have another Viking with us. Another special co-host that we're going to have for the entire season because we're going to talk about something really cool. And that is Mr. Soren. Soren, how the hell is it going, man? Oh, it's going good. Good to see you guys. Thank you for having me. Uh, This is an incredible privilege uh, to be a co-host. I've never been a co-host before, but that's uh, (laughs) kind of a cool, cool title. So thank you so much. Yeah, lucky. <laughs> well, oh, thank you. lucky us! I the pleasure's say. all ours, man. <laughs> so we're bringing in Soren, who wrote a book called "Everything About Vinyl," and he is like an expert of all stuff that has to do with vinyl and collecting and so forth. So we're starting like from what what we talked about, Soren, like from from the beginning. Yeah. The records and 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 how they were made and when the it all started yeah. out. Well, we're kind of talking about. Um, there might be a lot of people out there who are kind of new to to uh, to vinyl and just getting into it. And mm-hmm. of course, a lot of people who've grown up with it and and you know listened to vinyl forever. Uh, but there's so much history uh, going into the to the actual physical product, which is a vinyl record. I mean, most people buy them because it has music on them. Um, but the way it started out is uh, is actually a different story. Uh, and the the history of the of the vinyl album, uh, when we go to a shop today or and buy a used album or a, or a completely brand new album, uh, it's actually made from the same uh, from the same technique. Um, and we can trace the history of of that format uh, back to 1948. So we're looking at 74 years of of non-development kind of i mean it's it's pretty static uh, the way it was invented yeah. in 1948 is ex- more or less exactly the same as today so that yeah. means that if you find uh, a record from the 50s or 49 or whatever old records uh, you can play them on on uh, a new stereo setup and 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 get the exact sound uh, that was made back then um so and 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 I think that makes it pretty unique in a way because yeah if you think about all the um all the uh, the products and all the things that we've grown up with that are no longer with us uh, because technology has uh, surpassed it or, or you know inventions have uh, bettered uh, you know the, the landline telephones and fax machines and you know, box cameras and, and what have you. There are so many things that we remember from our past that are just gone uh, because mm-hmm. we have we have found better things. We have developed, uh, yeah. came up with better things. But in a way, the vinyl record has has um, has survived, uh, and that's pretty rare, I think. Um, even the newspaper is 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 going down. The newspaper business is going down, and people mm-hmm. prefer reading news on the internet now and on their t- smartphones and, yeah. and and whatever. And 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 some at some point in the future, you know, the the, the newspaper might might die out. Just the just yeah. thing about writing a letter. I mean, we all grew up with letters. Yeah. Nobody writes a letter today. It's an email. It's a phone call. It's mm-hmm. video, FaceTime, whatever. Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. many things that that that. That we grew up with, uh, there's just not not much use for anymore. In your opinion, why, why do you think why do you think it, the vinyl record is still? Why do people f- find it fascinating still today? I think there's something about. Uh, I'll just uh, I'll just take a record. We were just, of course talking about this, just a, a pretty normal black vinyl record, and there's something about uh, I think that it connects to us in a certain way that, that so many other things doesn't do. Because, of course, it has music on them. And if you love music, uh, there's good reason to buy a, a vinyl album. Because if you don't care about music, you'll just listen to the radio or, or, or whatever. But if you really like music, there's something about holding a vinyl album 
containing music from your favorite artist or, or just music that you like. But the thing is that taking it, put, taking it out of a sleeve, putting it, putting it on a, a turntable, uh, removing the needle and, and, and lower it on the vinyl and just watch it play. Because if, if, you, if you play a CD, you, you just uh, chuck it in a machine and you have no idea what, what's going on in there. You don't know what happens. You don't, know how, you don't really understand that there's a laser in it and it's uh, digital and whatever. But there's something tactile about a vinyl record where you can actually follow. You can follow the needle going through the edge to, to the center. Mm-hmm. So you're actually, you're, you're, in a way, you're part of the process and, and you have to interact with it. I mean, as soon as the record's finished, you you, you got to turn it over, or choose another one, yeah. or and you even have to to clean it. You you have to dust it off. So there's a there's a care that goes into it. You have to invest something. You you invest something uh, of yourself in the product. And and somebody said someone said to me once, when you get something for free, it doesn't have a value. So when you buy a record, and it does cost money. It always has, but w- when you invest something, you you kind of attach to it in another way. So that's why streaming. I think I like streaming. Uh, I, I I use it every day, but I could easily live without it. I wouldn't miss it because I'm not. I don't feel invested in it. Uh, I I would miss my albums. I would miss my records because I, I fought for these. You know, I I um I I took up jobs when I was younger to to. To, to afford them so so yeah. there's there's you know you got to put some work into it they don't mm. just come for free like like running water uh, for instance so so there's there's um there's a there's a there's a connection i think emotional connection mm. uh, to to records yeah. and also because they are they have been around for so many, so long that a lot of the a lot of the music uh, that was released on 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 uh, albums uh, uh, Back in the day, have never been reissued on CD or, or even digital. So you can find music that that kind of not many people have heard before. Uh, mm-hmm. So in that sense, it's it's not that easily accessible. And that was and that, I think that that what makes uh, crate digging so fun. You know, going searching for mm-hmm. records because you 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 won't be able just to turn on Spotify or Apple Music or or, or whatever you have and listen to the album. Sometimes you'll search up things on online that you just can't listen to because it was never released in, in a digital format. So the only option you have is, is to search for, for a record. Um, and and uh, there's, um, there's a kind of a uniqueness uh, to, to vinyl records that, that just not, that just, that just doesn't, doesn't attach to, uh, to, to digital format, I think. Uh, and digital format is, is, is uh, you know, you can copy it endlessly. Uh, and you can send it to people uh, uh, via the internet. You can't copy an album. You can't buy an, a, a, a record and, and go back home and rip it and 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 give more and give one to your neighbor or, or even sell them. So in that sense, they're kind of unique. Uh, they're also heavy. Uh, they sometimes uh, sometimes make noises. You know, there's this crackle noise, and and uh, you, you, you you really need to be careful with them you know you, you have to take care uh, otherwise they won't live as long as you um, but if you do take care and if you do uh, handle them with care uh, you have uh, you have endless hours of of enjoyment i think and they mm-hmm. just keep getting better and better with age i think if you yeah. they, they just yeah. sound better the more you play them yeah, I try to explain to to people why I have so many records, and and it it goes back to to when I I was like a a, a teenager, and I would say it's sort of like for me, it's it's like a photo album mm. of my life yeah. going going through all those records because I I remember I didn't take a lot of pictures of my friend growing up, but but we had records and and we we came together because of records. Mm. Mm. Somebody had bought a record, and 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 everybody was wow. So you got your you got money from your mom to buy this records, and and we all s- s- sat 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 together and and looked at the album, and and 
and took turns and, and looking at the pictures yeah, and so yeah. forth. So in that sense, it was sort of like a, a, a photo book mm. of, of my life. Yeah, I see what you mean. Well. I so, mean, I have to be honest, because when I was, uh, I was, when I was young, I was six or seven, probably, when I got my first record. Uh, it didn't really matter that it was a vinyl record, because I didn't really have much to compare it to. Vinyl was was just a format around, so it's 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 late it's later in life that I kind of learned to to accept the beauty of of, of records and and the beauty of vinyl, uh, because back then I, I was almost as chuffed with a with a cassette tape, as long as it had music yeah. on it, and uh, cassette tapes are very convenient because you can you could uh, tape you could tape over a friend's album and you can make your own mixtapes. And, and and because I think back then it was it was more about the music than the actual product. And and today I yeah. think many people go into vinyl because there's something about the product that's fun. Because yeah. it doesn't really matter if you listen to a record or listen to a CD if you're just interested in music. But there's mm. something about the product that just that just uh, that there's a longevity to the product. And you know that, and the format, and the format. It's you know you, you have a yeah. huge sleeve. You can read. You can actually read the lyrics uh, if the record has lyrics. Uh, that's a bit more difficult yeah. than CDs. But but there's something about holding a huge uh, sleeve in front of you while listening to the music, uh, and you yeah. kind of um, you kind of delve into the artwork, uh, and the artwork often uh, kind of connects you more to the music, and it. For me, a, a good artwork is actually, I don't know how to explain this, but there's something about if, let's say, when I listen to the Black Album by Metallica, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm just taking this example out here, but if you listen to the Black Album, I always think of the, of the color black. There's something about the music that yeah. reminds me of the color black. And also when I listen to an album with a very, very vivid and colorful cover i i kind of uh, i kind of connect that image to the music and and yeah. it kind of affects the way i interpret the music i think in a way yeah. so a good a good record cover can really can really uh, make me enjoy music even more that's 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 probably yeah. a bit strange but that that's that's the way i have it i, I mean I, I see the covers in front of me when i listen to the music mm. so um yeah. my that's that's funny because because I was talking to a friend of mine earlier today uh, about because for me there was something really sad. I remember because uh, we talked about the Red Hot Chili Peppers' uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, which came out like in nineteen ninety one, and that's what was my first CD that I bought, mm. and I actually cried because the 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 local record store they didn't have that one on, on vinyl record. Mm. And I remember looking at this little, I mean, box, and I'm thinking to myself, what the hell is this? You you can't even read the lyrics. Mm. This is nonsense. <laughs> and, uh, and and moving like into the mid-90s, you, you couldn't get a, a new album from, from your favorite artist on a vinyl record because they weren't no. pressed. You had to buy those CDs. Mm, that's true. And I remember thinking, I, I, I and I get so sad because I invested, like you said, I invested so much money into my record collection. I had so much fun reading all the lyrics. I remember, remember, like, like sitting there. I mean, looking at the at the gatefold for for like Kiss Alive too, and seeing everything and opening up that that little CD mm. box and it's. It didn't do anything no. for me. I think that's a, a, a very good point you're, you're, you're raising there because I think one of the reasons why vinyl came, sort of the second coming of vinyl, if you might call it. People are still talking mm -hmm. about the revival yeah. of vinyl, although it's been going on for 15, mm -hmm. 16 years. But, but um, I think yeah. one of the reasons is that we, we kind of lost vinyl uh, in the 90s. And, and most of us went, went digital, went CDs, and, and, and then we started ripping CDs and, and downloading. And along the way, we lost something. We lost a connection to the music because, like I said before, when everything is free, 
uh, you don't connect with it in the same way. So I think for our generation, maybe, that one of the reasons that vinyl came back is, is because a lot of people missed it. You know, they missed records. They missed going to a record shop. And, and, and we saw so many shops closing in the 2000s. Uh, uh, shops everywhere closing down. Uh, shops that used to sell uh, records, you know, they, they sold T-shirts and, and uh, PlayStation games all of a sudden. And uh, mugs yeah. and, and, you know, shit. And there was just no record. <laughs> and and, no. and in, yeah. in, in some way, we kind of thought, hey, a minute, this, this is, is not the, the right direction to go here. We, we need the record back. Yeah. We need the vinyl back. We need yeah. the excitement yeah. of going to a record shop. We need to see the excitement of, of digging in crates and finding stuff we didn't know existed and, and all of that stuff. We need somebody to, to recommend new music to us. Go to the shop owner, ask him for, for, for recommendations. All of that disappeared uh, almost instantly. So luckily, when, yeah. when uh, the, the record companies decided to bring back vinyl, a lot of people just flooded the, the record shops because all of a sudden there was a reason to go back to the shops. Um, yeah. so, and, and luckily, yeah. that has, has, has remained for yeah, 15, 16 years maybe. Uh, and it just keeps getting bigger. Yeah. But uh, another interesting thing is if you look at, at the actual sales uh, vinyl sales. Uh, I think the other day I, I read that uh, there was a sale of 48 million copies in the US on vinyl. But back in the early 90s, that was what they sold in a week. <laughs> so, uh, you know, <laughs> compared compared to, to, to back then, the numbers are really, really low. But there are still quite a few good people who, who are going back to vinyl and rediscovering music and, and just also new uh, the, the younger generation uh, falling in love with this format. So, I mean, maybe uh, we have seen for 74 years that this is a pretty, this is a, 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 a kind of a, uh, the, it does have some survival instinct, I think, this, uh, this product. So maybe, I mean, I, I really hope that, that it's, it's going to stick around, uh, but you never know what's going to happen in the future. But but it's been a good ride uh, the last 15, 16 years. Mm. You know, you oh, can yeah. they uh, yeah. they started doing really good vinyls, uh, vinyl copies again. They started really taking care of of sleeves and do good pressings, and and so it's. Uh, I don't think we're quite at the height that we were in the seventies, but but we're. Um, I think we're 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 pretty good with the records that come out now. Most of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I took all, almost all my CDs and 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 when when this was like five or six years ago when, when I knew that every album that I'm interested in is gonna be pressed mm. on vinyl mm. from now on, so so I could go to to the local record store and and, and choose uh, my favorite. Mm. So I I went to the shop and I said, you can take the lot here and and so because and and people oh did you, why did you do that there's there's a, a lot of music on there yeah well for me it has to do with, with like in 1991 as i told it something died for me there, there was something it, it 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 sounds brutal but but it was because i invested so much energy and 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 money and and like you said i had summer jobs just to, to be able to buy my favorite records so now getting rid of all the cds there is something there it, it, it's sort of like a ceremony and going oh, good riddance <laughs> be gone you dirty <laughs> cds so and and keep going back and digging in my own mm. collection I mean, taking the time, sitting in front of my, my turntable, having my children grown up and being a part of that now, saying, hey, whoa, could there be a chance that, that we could like buy albums with our favorite artists? I mean, my daughter's into Ariana Grande and, mm. and so forth. Well, let's go and look. Yeah. So we, we asked around the local record store and said, yeah, she, she released a couple of them. So do you want me to, 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 uh, to get them for you? And they said, oh, yeah, 
and and when they got her, she she got the same experience mm. that I did when I was a teen, opening up that gatefold, going, "Holy crap, this is big!" Because she only had a, the little mm. CD with a magnifying glass, trying to read the lyrics. What yeah. the? What's going on I here? Mean, my my, my now, youngest kids, they hardly know what a CD is. I mean, that's 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 the no? truth. Uh, they yep. they're on Spotify all the time. Uh, they don't yeah. really care about physical format at all. No. Um, so um, yeah, my my youngest daughter she she asked she was asked to she's in kindergarten she was asked to bring an item uh, from her home uh, starting with C. So we thought a CD, <laughs> and I gave her a CD and just says, "What's that?" <laughs> so yeah, it just moves on so quickly in a way. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And that goes to what you were saying earlier about the sales, right? And with vinyl sales, they finally like eclipsed the uh, mm. CD and other formats, yeah. right, for the first time yeah. in in years. Yeah. And even though they're still so low because everybody's streaming these mm. days, you know, and that margin wasn't very big between the vinyl and the CD, mm. but it was still, still something. And it, it shows you that, that vinyl, that revival mm. is, it's only growing. Yeah. It's only getting bigger. And and it was yeah. exciting for me to read yeah. that. It, it was, it was a lot of but, fun. Uh, if, if, if we're going back to the history subject a bit, because vinyl record, a lot of people think that, that uh, the CD killed the vinyl uh, uh that's not entirely true because the vinyl sale was was actually hitting an all-time low in the late 70s early 80s before the cd came out and and one of the main reasons for that was was the cassette tape because the cassette tape was was uh, was invented in 1963 but in 1975 uh, they started putting uh, tape decks in the car in cars. So that meant that all of a sudden you could actually take your favorite music on a car journey. And you couldn't do that before. So you were actually, if you wanted to listen to music in a car, it was by radio. But if you wanted to listen to your favorite albums, that was back home. But, but, but now in 1975, you, you could just, again, do a mixtape, buy a cassette, because it, again, back then it didn't really matter what format it was. I mean, there were, Probably a few vinyl nerds also in the 70s, but the, the, the general public, they usually don't care. And that's the same today. Mm-hmm. People don't really care. As long as they can turn on the music, turn on the radio and there's music, they're happy. But, but for the hardcore mm-hmm. music fans in the 70s, uh, cassette was a, was, was a great alternative because you could listen to it in the car, as I said. And then in 1980, they, uh, Sony, uh, they launched the, um, the Walkman. Uh, or it, as they say in, in Sweden, a freestyle. Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea why. <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> but this, but the Walkman actually was 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 a revolution because, okay, you could sit in your car, but now you could actually take a walk, listening to music. You could go on a bus ride. You could sit in an airplane. You could run. You could, whenever you wanted, mm-hmm. you could bring in you can bring your mus- your your music with you, and you couldn't do that before 1980. Yeah. So, so, so then, uh, back then in the late seventies and start in early eighties, people starting to, to, um, to actually uh, buy cassettes instead, and and in a way shunning the vinyl, uh, the vinyl record, and a lot of uh, factories started closing down in the late seventies, um, uh, and we had in Europe we had a lot of factories, uh, we had Denmark, we had Sweden, Norway. Uh, Germany, Holland, everywhere, but I actually closed most of them and concentrated uh, on a few uh, factories. We had one in Oslo uh, that um, made all the po- for, for Polygram and Philips and all that stuff, and then we had one in in uh, in Holland, in Harlem, I think it's called, um, who pressed all the things for Sony and CBS and all that. So you actually. In the most of the albums, the European pressings that were made in the eighties were were made in I, either uh, Norway or uh, or, or Holland, because um, mm. the, the, they could actually supply most most of the uh, of the demand. And of course, in the UK also, we had uh, a few record plants, 
but but back in the 60s and, and early 70s there was uh, there was a factory in or even more factories in in every country so uh, that says says a lot about how quickly the vinyl actually kind of spindled down uh, in sales yeah. and then of course when the cd came uh, that was also uh, part of, of of what helped you know remove the vinyl from from the shelves uh, and of course the final blow was the mp3 and file sharing and all that but um, yeah. but you cannot say that cds were suddenly um, uh, responsible for, for for killing of vinyl. Uh, that's there were some many factors going into that. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, it is. Because I, yeah. I, I remember going streaming. Because I of course I, I I'm like you, sorry, and I, I use streaming services to when I move back and forth to work and and so forth. I'm I'm out out and about and listening to but but it's i i didn't get it at first uh because not all my favorite albums were on there but suddenly there's there's a boom and everybody's mm. on there but i, I it, it's it i think you're if you have that collector's gene that i got you you tend to go oh because you remember going to the to to the record store with with the headphones mm. And and you annoy annoyed the 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 shop owner. Oh oh man, like four or five records, really? Yeah, I have to listen to before I buy them. And now I could sit there on my own, listening to the the albums on 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 Apple Music or Spotify mm. or whatever. And then I went out and bought mm. the album if I thought it was any good. And I discovered new music. Like that, yeah. but I I didn't I didn't move from no. the format because I, I I still love the vinyl. I just bought more because I I could sit by myself and and discover yeah. music. I think we also talked about this before, Michael. But I, I I feel the same way. But I also find that after I I stream a lot of music, also I found myself losing interest mm -hmm. much quicker than before. Because if I'm not, yeah. if I listen to to a new release by some band, or if I'm not kind of hooked within the first couple of minutes, I'll just move on. And I, I would yeah. never do that before. When I when I had bought an album, I listened to the whole thing, and I listened to it again yeah. until I liked it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. it, it's, yeah. it's kind of uh, it's, yeah. it's weird, but, but there's so much stuff yeah. now. But you paid for it. Yeah. You paid for it, so so it meant it something. It did, and and because I think on a on a previous show we also talked about that when we grew up, it wasn't very accessible. You know, it was uh, as I said, you 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 had to put some work into getting these albums, and you had to go yeah. down to the shop to listen to it before you bought it, because you, you you had to you know you had to make sure that your money was well spent. Uh, so you didn't just yeah. buy something off the cuff or, or or whatever, you know, just to just to check it out. No, it was you couldn't afford that. So you had to make sure that no. the record I buy is one that I'm going to like. Uh, you yeah. don't do that today. You just listen to Spotify, no. and a couple of minutes later, meh, move on, next. Yeah, and and then you share stuff like that too, and you put links and and so forth. I'm, I mean, I remember going back. Because we're we're all growing up in 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 the early eighties, uh, it it wasn't even that easy. Because if I had a friend who had the money to buy an album, I would go there with my cassette tape. So the work I had to put in <laughs> just to get him to 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 copy that album to a, a cassette tape so that I can use in my boombox with my other friends i mean that was i'm i mean it took a while it mm. took a while so mm -hmm. i i cherished all my cassette tapes as i did with my vinyl records because yeah. i i had to put like mm -hmm. i mean there was stuff going on there sure sure yeah you you you, 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 so, so you really it, put some effort in in those tapes yeah yeah, yeah. it was hard yeah, it work was. man <laughs> it was yeah, the amount of money I spent on blank tapes yeah. just to record yeah. albums. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the funny thing. You talk about the cassette taking over the vinyl. I would buy vinyl and put that on mm. tape so then I could 
put it in my boom box yeah. that was on my bike and I would ride around the yeah. neighborhood or whatever. Right. You can't do that with a vinyl. Yeah. So yeah, the cassette tapes were like vital oh, for yeah. me more so yeah. than vinyl, but the vinyl, you know, you got that artwork that comes with the music. It was like, it's almost like a two for one, Ooh. right? You got this beautiful mm -hmm. album cover. Plus you got the music inside and you got like, yeah. it's just, it's this whole package that I remember when I started buying cassettes, I'm like, what the hell is this, man? You can't even like the, the lyrics. You, it, it's like, I'm like 18 and my eyes aren't good enough to read these things. You know, it's so small. <laughs> I remember and, about cassette tapes and, because and, if, 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 if I, if I had to tape over my favorite record, I would buy one of those metal tapes because you can get normal chrome and metal okay so yeah. and metal was of course oh, most expensive that. but they were kind of designated yes. your favorite albums and albums that yeah. you kind of meh a bit you got taped over from a friend that would that would go on normal <laughs> tape and chrome was like in between yeah. <laughs> I remember that because yeah. metal yeah. metal tape yeah. sound sounded so good so yeah that's funny mm -hmm. funny yeah. thing <laughs> I remember yeah. those metal tapes because those were the ones that, that I had to had to go to my friend's older brother with because I, I oh if he can if he can like record it so I can get it I have to use the like the best quality cassette tape and I have to plead with him oh could you please 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 tape this for for me and I, okay okay only once. <laughs> He did it like 10 or 12 <laughs> times. He felt sorry for me. I don't know. I don't know. It was all in good yeah. fun. It was all in good fun. I think, should we talk a bit about the actual record? Uh, again, oh, because... Oh, of course. Of course. I'm just uh, taking this example here. Um, mm -hmm. The usual record, and this is... I I'm, 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 I'm hope I'm not... Uh, I mean... If there are listeners out there who, who kind of are new to this, uh, I just want to explain a bit. So if you're really a nerd, uh, go and watch the telly for five minutes. Uh, come back. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, 12-inch. Um, this uh, thing in here is called a label. This is where the record label will put their uh, logo and, of course, the artist and, and the tracks and, and all the info you need to 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 identify the album is 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 in here, and then of course uh, out here in uh, out here in the edge here you have one groove that that um, that actually make out uh, one side. Uh, some people think that that a new groove starts with each track, but it's it's one long groove. So when when the um, when the recording from the master tape is played, uh, a needle. Is uh, is kind of engraving the sound onto a um, a lacquer uh, master uh, record. Uh, we'll probably go into detail in a later episode, but this is just this is just a teaser. Uh, and of course, uh, in in the middle here, along the along the label, you have the run out area, um, and that's all you need to know. But there's lots more if you're then. Want to dig a little deeper, of course. Um, well, okay, it plays at thirty-three uh, rounds per minute, per, per minute uh, most records. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is a, 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 a standard long play record. Uh, and as I said before, this was invented in nineteen forty-eight uh, from exactly the same engineering principles as uh, as today, as I use today. But the actual album uh, does come with a kind of a, well, DNA, in a sense. Uh, because if you go and buy pottery or uh, furniture or whatever, you'll, you'll be able to turn a chair upside down and actually see, maybe, if you're lucky, you'll see what factory it was made from and even by which uh, carpenter made uh, the chair or pottery or whatever. Usually, these kind of handmade products come with a kind of initials of the ones who, who made them, and records are the same. Because in here, uh, in the runout uh, area, also called the dead wax, uh, because uh, the, the the needle will come uh, along here and then skip along the dead wax. Uh, it, it won't hurt the needle at all. There's just no. Uh, there's just one groove that kind of spirals 
quickly uh, into the center here and there's a uh, what you call a, a, a deadlock uh, groove along here so which prevents it to to you know go on to the label so it was actually uh, there's a lock groove at the end here uh, for the needle but in here uh, uh, along uh, the deadwax here you will find information uh, about uh, the actual pressing of an album you will find uh, sometimes you'll find very detailed information and sometimes you'll find very little uh, especially on uh, on newer records you will maybe just see a bunch of uh, of of numbers uh, and some of them are, are are just the numbers from the catalog number of the record so for instance uh, i don't know led zeppelin album will uh, will be called sd something and and that's what what you'll see is is stamped in the dead wax but sometimes you'll also see uh, handwritten or hand edged uh, initials or uh, messages or maybe even um, uh, some information about where it was uh, pressed, where it was mastered, uh, because audio needs to be mastered to go on a vinyl, and that needs to be done by by special people, people who know what what they're actually doing. Uh, so uh, along the way of the of the process, uh, each step of the way, kind of, uh, there will be added some some markings features to the metal stampers. That they use to press the vinyl from and that identifies exactly what record you're holding so for each uh, for each factory uh, these will be different from every record label these inscriptions will be different because every label every factory have their own set of of uh, I won't call it rules but what they are, these uh, dead wax uh, matrix information, as we also called it, is actually production details. So, so for a factory to keep track of the production. So if, if uh, a line in the production fails or they, they discover a sound, some sound issues with one pressing, they know exactly which ones were pressed from the same stampers so they can remove them from the production and do a new one. So, so, uh, so that's why uh, a record... Uh, the same album, the same artist, uh, U.S. pressing, let's say that, will have maybe 20 different versions because they were pressed at 20 different plants. And some of them won't be mastered by the same guy. So you will find different initials in the run area depending on who, who did the, the audio or, or cut the, the, uh, the, uh, the master vinyl. And, and that's some of the... Th one of the things that makes, I think, makes um, vinyl collecting fun is that you, where, when you know where to look and if you know how to read this stuff and, and decipher these stuff, uh, you will actually find that there are, there are not two records that are exactly identical. Although they are pressed in cool. millions and millions and squillions of, of records, uh, you will be hard-pressed hard to find two exactly identical albums because for each batch as i said before they were only pressed a small batch from from the same yeah from the same stampers uh, before that they need to make new ones so you'll have uh, like a thousand two thousand maybe records that are identical but over time over 50 mm -hmm. years of time they will not be identical anymore depending on who okay. you know bought them played them stored them whatever so they actually they kind of get their own life, in a sense, uh, as soon as they're bought. Some people buy albums just to, to store them and sell them when they hopefully uh, get more valuable. And some people just buy them to enjoy them and whatever it takes. But um, you'll find a lot of different nerdy information in here. We'll do, we'll do a, a special episode on, on some of the dead wax inscriptions that you can find and there are yeah. some of the some of the stuff is really fun <laughs> uh, if, you, <laughs> if you're if you like geeky humor uh, and, and if, if, you, if you if you give a teaser of, of, of that what what's like like the strangest thing that you you can remember oh. reading in a, in a dead wax well uh, I don't know but if if uh, some of the records will have um, Will have messages etched, you know, yeah. by by yeah. by the uh, by the guy who, ma who who cut the the master vinyl, 
So the the artist yeah. will probably tell him, "Oh, could you write this? Uh, uh, you, you you have the pen already. Could you, could you write some fun, some fun quotes or or, or whatever?" There's a uh, Monty Python uh, records that are actually there's a, 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 a long uh, <laughs> along the, the whole way around the dead wax. There's a, a huge uh, there's a long line called says, um, "Dear Mom, I'm still." Cutting the Python LP, please send down a cuppa. Love, Porky, and 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 you know it's just a long line of, of words, and 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 that was uh, uh, an English guy called. Uh, well, his his name was his, his his nickname was Porky, and and if you look up uh, UK pressings of uh, a lot of albums from the seventies, like Deep Purple and and you know all that stuff, Led Zeppelin and. You'll you'll find some sometimes it says uh, a porky prime cut, or peco duck, or some strange things, and that was him. And he also did the the Python yeah. LPs. So and and of course the Pythons would would always make jokes uh, at every opportunity. So of course there there should be some jokes written on the album also, but you will only find those inscriptions That's in cool. the in the first UK pressings. Because okay. uh, uh, most records pressed outside of UK were were uh, were locally cut at the factories, and Porky wouldn't be there to do it. So so you'd also be able to identify an original pressing if it has these uh, funny inscriptions. And again, you will you will have two two uh, almost identical albums, the same the same music, same release, but they will be completely different if you look at it. Depending on where it was pressed, in which country it was released, so that's that's the fun side of, of collecting, and that's why Michael, you have so many uh, pressings of Kiss Alive because they are not identical. Yes. You know, no. of course, there is no point in buying the exact same copy twice. Uh, maybe not. But, but some of us might do, but but uh, but it's fun <laughs> to 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 search for albums uh, that carry all these yeah. differences, and that that's kind of fun. Uh, I was just wanted to go back in the history. You said that the format hasn't changed in, you know, since the forties, what was that change? Like, what was that before? And why, why is this format that we currently have so much better than what we had before? Good question. Uh, one of the main, uh, one of the main uh, uh, characters in the history of vinyl records uh, are Columbia records. Uh, they invented uh, the, the LP format in 1948. But before that, uh, records were mostly made out of shellac, which is a kind of a, a fragile material that breaks easily and, and uh, scratches easily. And, and uh, you only had like seven to ten minutes of music on each side because the groove was really wide. Uh, and to be able to play them, you needed of course, very expensive equipment, but also the the styluses, the needles that you used, they could either be made from bamboo or uh, 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 some kind of metal uh, substance. Uh, uh, the bamboo ones, they needed to be changed after every play because they wore out so easily, and uh, the, the metal ones destroyed the albums. So you kind of, you're kind of stuck between two evils uh, uh, and even three, because there wasn't uh, there wasn't a lot of music on the album. So if you if you wanted to buy a whole symphony, let's say a Mozart symphony or Beethoven, you had to carry you you had to to rent a van to get things home, because there were so many records to to uh, to be able to 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 hold all the music. So there was a guy at um, at Columbia Records uh, called um, Peter Goldmark. I think, yeah. Uh, he he worked uh, just after the Second World War. He started working on 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 a new format because he was annoyed about all these uh, the hassle of, of of playing a record and the sound wasn't very good either. So he said, "Okay, if uh, uh, and of of course the old records were they were all played at seventy eight uh, rounds per, per per minute and some of them were even eighty. Uh, but he's he he thought if we if we if we speed uh, if we speed down and make uh, a more narrow groove, we will be able to hold more music on each side. Uh, and um, 
And he did. And he and he said, we'll change the material as well. Because shellac, as I said before, was very fragile. Uh, so if, if you dropped it on the floor, it was just it, it would crack. Uh, we also had, mm. had albums made from kind of stone, uh, st- stone dust or, or whatever. And they were really heavy uh, and also very fragile. And the sound was awful. So he worked uh, for two or three years, I think, with a, a, a team of engineers developing uh, the, the, the LP, or the long play, uh, as it was called. Uh, and that was launched in, in June of, of 1948. Uh, but it took a while before it, it, it kind of caught on. Because, well, the funny thing about, about music on physical format uh, is that when it, was, when it was launched in the... Well, we're going back to like the 20s at least, uh, when it it became more wide widely available music on 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 physical format, was that there was a lot of musicians who who were actually opposed to this because for 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 a traditional singer or a musician, the the art in performing music was was to do it in front of people that was playing live, so uh, to have music put on a record was actually seen as as a bit of a a, a stupid compromise. You know, some people actually. <laughs> they, they didn't want to be on a record because that that was not their art. Their art was singing in front of people because that that's what singers do. And even the radio uh, stations in the beginning, uh, they were actually very reluctant to play albums on air because they always had live music on air. Um, and in Denmark, you actually, up until '63, the 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 amount of of live music in the radio was like it was over 50 percent but in 63 when beatles came along and all that that changed because they couldn't have beatles live in the studio so so uh, and rolling stones and all that because we 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 were flooded by by british the, the british invasion invasion happened in denmark too but 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 in 63 it tipped it tipped over in the favor in favor of vinyl but before that it was mainly live music on the radio that was seen as as art and and vinyl was was looked down upon uh, so that's a, a major turning point in the history of vinyl also in 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 in, in the early 60s um, but again they launched in 1948 they launched this uh, and the 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 year later uh, RCA uh, the company RCA launched the 45 uh, rounds, uh, rounds per minute, uh, which of course was was used and still is used for for maxi maxi singles and and, and singles, but um, the vinyl record as an album didn't actually didn't actually hit through until much later, because of course technology moved slowly back then, uh, and you you couldn't just uh, make turntables for everyone to buy because it was still very expensive, so we're actually a good ten years before. The first sort of vinyl record was was a major hit, and that was um, uh, South Pacific, uh, uh, and I've, I think that came out in 1958 on 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 record, and it was a bestseller in the U.S. because people had gone to the uh, to the theater to see uh, South Pacific, and it was a huge hit, uh, and and suddenly you could buy the the songs. From from the from the performance and and listen to it at your uh, in your own homes. You can invite people over and listen to to the to the songs, <laughs> and that was a major break, uh, breakthrough as well. Uh, and then, of course, in the sixties, you had the whole pop uh, revolution, rock and roll, and all that. But but the major format was still the single because it was it was mostly important to have a hit single because you would get played on the radio. So you didn't you, you didn't really care much about doing a whole album because a whole album wouldn't be played on the radio. So uh, it wasn't until the late 60s, uh, after Sgt. Pepper came out, that the album format actually uh, found its, its, its way uh, or its place in popular culture because uh, for the first time, Beatles released an album with no singles. There were no singles prior to the release of, of Sgt. Pepper because uh, Sgt. Pepper was mm. was meant to be to be listened to as a whole, uh, as a as a whole mm. album, a, a complete work of art, mm. and that kind of started a new revolution about um, uh, artists doing albums uh, with with meaning, uh, with something to say, 
uh, combined with the artwork that records became an experience. Uh, you had to, you had to, you know, the gatefold and all that also came along there in the mid, mid late sixties. That that you, you you bought a package. You didn't just buy music to listen to random random hits. You bought a, a whole thing. So uh, so that's why we see so many great uh, I think releases in the seventies that are also that they that also come in in extravagant packaging. Uh, I'm looking at Alice Cooper's uh, Schools Out and 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 you know there are so many great album covers from the seventies because the the creativity that went into marketing uh, the music was just incredible uh, and and everybody's just uh, wanted to 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 top one another. Uh, you can see what what kind of music the, the Stones put out after Sgt. Pepper came out. They really had to up their game. They couldn't. They couldn't play those uh, two-minute pop songs anymore. You know, they, they they needed something more to 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 match uh, yeah. to match the Beatles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Soren, it's so awesome having you here. And as we mentioned, Soren's got a book. We'll have a link to it in the description. So go check it out. I, I can't wait to to see what you have in store for us next time. It's going to be awesome. Oh, I hope so. It's going to be. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what the it's next. Be. I think probably either we're going to talk about record sleeves or maybe uh, delving into the dead wax a bit because we have we have a few things uh, lined up. Yeah. Oh, awesome. the, yeah. Then you have to be here, man. Oh, you got to be. Or are you missing out? Yeah. Yes. Sure. Yeah. All right. And uh, with that, go to soundsonvinyl.com to check out yeah. everything. Soren, it's been a privilege. Yeah, man. You're one awesome. of us now, man. <laughs> We're three. We're three, three man. Three of us. That's right. Three of us. We are the game. Until right. next time. Yeah. Later. See you guys. Later. This has been Sounds on Vinyl. For extended show notes, playlists, videos, and episode collections, visit soundsonvinyl.com. Sounds on Vinyl is produced by Boosehound Entertainment in cooperation with Boosehound Music. Thanks for listening. And for all your motherfucking support.